Hello and welcome to today's podcast interview. My name's Phil Wainwright and I think we've got a fascinating conversation ahead of us today with Tom Kaiser, CEO of fast-growing CRM vendor Zendesk. Hello, Tom. Hey, great to be here. And thanks for coming over to London to, to speak to us today. Yes. Um, so, Tom, I, you're actually here because you're speaking at a, a retail uh, conference and, uh, and your background actually is not in uh, the IT industry but in the uh, in the retail industry. So how did you come to join Zendesk? So uh, yeah, previously I was Chief Information Officer at Gap Inc. So Gap, Banana Republic, Old Navy, Athleta. Uh, and before that I was Chief Information Officer at L Brands at the time. It was called Limited Brands. So Victoria's Secret, Bath and Body Works, Express, and, uh, and Limited Stores. Yeah, I think I had uh, I'd reached a point in my career having worked for large companies uh, and worked with large traditional enterprise software that was were the engines underneath those companies where I wanted to do something different. Gap Inc. is headquartered in San Francisco. The world of technology was exploding all around me. At Gap, we were able to do some things with modern technology, but certainly not at the, the speed of what was innovating around us. And I took a little time between Gap and what I was going to do next to, to go work with some smaller companies, help advise them, trade some hours for equity, but really to get my hands into more modern technologies uh, and had the opportunity um, to meet uh, Mikkel Sveng, who's the, one of the three founders of, of, uh, of Zendesk, um, to talk about what they were trying to, to do internally to scale the business while their business was exploding and growing. And, just formed a, a friendship and a, a degree of trust. So I came in initially as the chief information officer roughly three years ago uh, to, to help scale the IT organization, but also to build out security, to build out analytics, and then through a whole series of other uh, opportunities that came through the fast-growing company, uh, I stepped into the chief operating role uh, about a year and a half ago. So taking over all of the go-to-market functions uh, to go along with uh, the, the back office operational functions. So. So, so CRM is a technology that we see being very impactful in the retail space. For so sure. you are obviously still interacting with a lot of people in the industry. Yes. Um, and, and in fact, I mean, one of the reasons I wanted to do this uh, podcast with you was because of the, the excess, the everything as a service theme. That, uh, that, that I'm following where we see it started with software but now it affects pretty much every industry that you don't just have products that people come and buy and you never see them again. You need to build that engagement and yeah. monitor the interaction and, and improve how you're servicing your yes. customers. And that applies in retail just as much as it implies it applies in software or connected manufacturing products or whatever. Right. Um, and, um, and, and I mean, retail is being transformed by the need to accommodate e-commerce as well as physical outlets and all of the other ways that people are interacting there, doesn't it? It does. It's uh, it's very difficult for retail right now. I think you're right. The world is, of, of subscription is taking over everything, and who wins is the consumer uh, there. If you think about, like we talk about this in our software business, you know, when when I'm buying software for our company or when we're selling Zendesk to a company, those companies are signing up for a year or two years or three years subscription, which means that in traditional software purchasing, you were buying software, you were paying maintenance, but you're on probably a 10-year commitment once you made a decision uh, around that. Now you've got to continue to fight to win the customers. You've got to continue to evolve and mature your customers' experience on your 
your product. And I think that mindset, the subscription mindset is working its way into, uh, into the retail space as retail tries to think through what these evolving customer expectations and rising customer expectations mean for them. Customers want things quickly. They want you to know them uh, when, you're there, when, you're, when you're dealing with them. They want relevant offerings, not the traditional spray and pray offerings uh, from, from retailers. Uh, and so we're seeing lots of interesting, all over the world, lots of interesting subscription plays working their way into what was traditional and even mass uh, retail. And we, we just gave a, a talk on, on this downstairs, but the, the days of mass retail, they're, they're still here, but they're rapidly in decline as customers want to have and be seen uh, in, in a relevant way with the, the companies they're doing business with. Uh, and have um, the retailer really have um, some something in the game around the product uh, that they're bringing uh, bringing to them. And, and and how does that change the way that the retail operates? I mean, does it mean that they've got to invest in things like personalization and start to recognize customers as they come into the store? I mean, it's a completely different kind of game from what we've seen on Main Street. In yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we've all in retail, everyone has been experimenting with these different technologies for, um, you know, decades now. But the, the challenge was that the technologies weren't mainstream. You had to do unnatural things. We, we played with all kinds of different, you know, uh, incentives for customers to check in in this store. But it wasn't a natural uh, act uh, for them uh, to do that. How do you how does how do you recognize a, a really important customer is in your store versus someone who just comes in and buys three things and returns two of them? And I think we're getting to a point now with technology, we're all carrying these supercomputers around in our, our pockets. We're all getting more comfortable with choosing to share specific types of information about ourselves if we believe there's value that's going to come back to us for sharing. Uh, that information that we are at a place where some of that personalization and identification uh, can come together in a store uh, experience if you have something valuable to offer and that was a question we used to ask ourselves frequently which is you know if we just assume that we have all of the information about a customer what they're looking for their size their their preferences do we know how we would actually sell to them? Do, do we really thought through the, the selling process beyond trying to create demand and fulfill demand, but down at that personalized uh, level? And I think that's what retailers are gonna struggle with. The technology's coming, the consumer adoption of technology is just, it's happening at this speed that we've never seen before. But do you, Well, do, forgive me, the consumers are adopting the technology, yes. but the retailers not necessarily. Exactly. But the retailers can take advantage of that if they can architect their technology correctly. But you still have to think through what that interaction, how does that interaction evolve from you know, a generic uh, customer or consumer coming into the store to, to knowing that it's you that's uh, in the store and, and your preferences. And, and what that actually uh, means. So, I mean, do you think retailers are getting there in terms of uh, being able to have the information that will help them provide better service as the 
as the customer enters the store and of course the customer being comfortable with the retailer yeah. having that information and using it in an appropriate way. I think I think retailers are investing heavily trying to, to get there. Um, you know, we've got a huge breakthrough coming with 5G technology coming where it's going to, the bandwidth constraints that we've all had to architect within, which have been alleviated, is go, are going to be completely allevi alleviated. So, I mean, we're going to have supercomputers, endless bandwidth to to the store, the store employee, and to the customer. What do you what do you uh, what do you do with that? But I, I do think that the the retail focus has been on um, working around a lot of the internal plumbing inside of their their organizations, processes, and systems, and not really re-architecting for the bottom up to take advantage of what's going on with SaaS, to take advantage of what's going on with the public cloud, to take advantage of what's going on with this subscription and services world. The money of the world is pouring into, in technology, into innovative services. And so if you're going to take advantage of that, you've got to architect your businesses around that, which does mean the, the hard decisions around uh, what you prioritize. And, if you're prioritizing that, then that's going to enable your business to be able to fulfill that customer demand. If you're trying to hold on to your traditional business while that's shrinking and investing in that, which is what most traditional retailers are doing, they're not going to get there. Uh, and I think part of it is that they're not actually winning enough to change the business. Yes. And Because the trap is that you think you just get the technology, then you'll be okay. Yeah. But you can't take advantage of it unless you're doing that stuff like like collecting the data but then analyzing it in a, yeah. in a meaningful way yeah yeah so I mean modern technology is driving this kind of customer experience and customer expectation rising so we at Zendesk get to work with lots of disruptive companies most uh, if, if you look at, at the companies that are disrupting industries and it is all about bringing together uh, a full customer experience that never stops evolving next to the service or the product that you're you're selling and that means you need to put a lot of thought in what is the relevant customer experience for your particular brand um, I think retailers have traditionally thought about customer experience in the context of a store and what that experience is like in the, the store uh, which is a is a uh, it's a visual, it's a, it's, it's a look and touch, it's a feel, it's a music, it's a smell, but it's not personalized. And yeah. I think the retailers have to think about, they've, they've relied on, well, e-commerce is where we can do personalization, and even that's not very well done. But rethinking what that, that real experience for a customer could be and should be in the store that a customer would value uh, and that uh, would build... Uh, a, a deeper connection with their, their brand and products. I think that personal experience, there needs to be a human element as well to it, For sure, there? for sure. If, if you look at what we do and on, our roots are in customer service, moving into the broader customer experience. The, we are not replacing the customer service rep. What we're doing with all of this modern technology is better enabling them. We're providing them more information. We're helping guide them as to what the next relevant question, or what the even before the customer asks, uh, what questions can be answered? And I think that mindset of a customer experience, fully informed human uh, communicating with another human, your your customer 
creates the opportunity for that experience. So thinking about how do you get that information. In many cases, in the customer service world, we've seen customers do want to self-service and they want their answers to their questions quickly. They're just looking up like, where's my order? Mm -hmm. Why this price seems to be wrong? How do I return things? Yep. There are a whole series of things you can automate away. But in the end, it's fully enabling uh, a customer service rep to be able to connect with them that ultimately drives a higher satisfaction uh, from the customer and more loyalty from the customer. Yeah, and I, I think in a sense it's the technology helping that customer service rep or the store associate yeah. in a retail environment to, um, to, to, to provide a more rounded service yeah. so, so that it's not just someone who's fetching stuff off shelves, but it is actually someone who's got a lot more intelligence and knowledge and information that they can apply to, to helping the customer. Yeah. They can reply with relevant uh, yeah. information. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, so, so we may actually see the, 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 the store experience um, getting better as more investment goes into the, the, you know, the people representing the brand yes. actually on the, on the shop floor there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think you know, the evolution, you know, we, the, the talk we just gave was around how quickly consumers, all of us, are adopting to uh, consumer technologies. It's so much more quickly than uh, in the past. And the example we use is the smart speaker that now everyone seems to have in their home that you know you shout at and answers questions or tells it's you. It's still a joke. pretty useless, though, isn't it? Well, but but more and more you're seeing more and more capabilities roll out of different useful use cases to control things and it becoming really kind of the 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 central control hub for your your home from voice control. And it's going to have some a lot of terrible and great ebbs and, and flows. But the adoption rate on that took two years as opposed to smart TVs took. You know, 10 yeah. smartphones have taken 12. The adoption rate and the comfort that all of us have with technology is evolving quickly. The conversation we just had with Starling Bank on the stage was around, you know, their expectation was that their customer would be a relatively narrow digital native band. And what they've seen is a much broader range right. of consumers who are looking for a better, easier experience and leveraging you know, used to you had to leverage a, a you use a old Windows kind of machine. It was clunky and everything. And now they're using their smartphones, and the the whole experience has been set up for that digital, very simple, very beautiful experience. And people know how to use that. You don't have to get trained. Uh, you don't have to worry about do I have the right operating system. You don't have to worry about any of those things. It just just works. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, which hopefully that is how all technology will end up. Yes, we're getting there. <laughs> okay, well, thanks very much. Uh, yeah. Thanks, uh, Tom Kaiser, um, CEO of uh, Zendesk. Yes. Uh, it's been great talking to you uh, today. And um, so uh, to those listening, if you'd like to keep up to date with all things Excess, then simply search for the Excess Effect, uh, where you can sign up for our regular email newsletter and you can also download our ebook. I'm Phil Wainwright and this has been a Diginomica podcast. Thank you.